Welcome back, everybody, to your creativity. And this will probably be our best-sounding episode because we are in a professional podcasting studio. Uh, Dylan, Dylan, we always sound good. We, we always I'm sound good. great, but the audio quality might be at its best. The, the content is always quality, right? No, our sound is 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 on point. It's, I mean, hustling kitchens in the background, banging pans. That's all style. It's yeah, atmosphere. Character. Yeah, good point. This, this, <laughs> it might be the quietest background. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, maybe. So the 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 silences will be extra. Extra impressive. We'll have to bring some like bratty little kid into into the other room and have them just yelling in the background. There we go. Do you do you know any? No, not yet. But oh, okay. I mean, usually that's my job. <laughs> so usually that's what I do in the background. So I'll work on it. I'll see what I can do for this one. Well, Steve, you're my favorite brat. So th- there's that. I'm not sure where to go with. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, is that a compliment or <laughs> not? Both. <laughs> anyway, we're at. Rokery, Rookery or Rokery Studio? Rookery. Rookery. Where, where did that name come from? Yeah, so um, our owner, Jimmy Rex, um, and this actually used to be his real estate office. And he always had wanted to have some sort of a business called Rookery. Because Rookery, it's, um, it's kind of the nesting ground of penguins or any other birds. Hence the, the penguin logo. If you've seen it, and then when you walked in, the giant penguin. And so, which I love. Yeah, it's amazing. But um, that's kind of where the name came from. It's just a, it's a place where penguins nest. Very nice. I could nest here. Yeah, it's, it's, I it's mean, cozy. It's pretty comfortable. It is. It definitely is. This room's my favorite one. Okay, why is that? The sound in here I really like. I mean, you look around and you've got the the sound padding all over. Um, when we walk out after we finish the episode, just talking from here to talking in the hallway. Uh, you'll feel a huge difference, and I just like that. Plus, the the accent wall looks really cool with the. the okay, now did you put the sound tiles up yourself? I did not. Those were done before I got here. But you could have. If I would have been about a month earlier, yes. What about? Do you have backup replacement like blocks just in case? I mean, I can see them popping down. So, do you have backup spares? <laughs> Stick them back up. Just, well, they look pretty secure to me. Dakota's pretty like nonchalant. <laughs> like you're just, do you get riled up? I guess in the right situation, yeah. <laughs> so when you realize that you're gonna have to deal with my voice, <laughs> and, like trying to edit the sound, you're gonna be okay. I've had enough. I'm gonna like totally get rid of Steve. <laughs> Steve's gonna be on mute for this whole podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, tell us about you, yeah. Dakota. Dakota Mahan? Mahan. Mahan. Exactly. Yep. Yep. We have the same initials. We we discovered that when I got your full name. Yeah. Uh, Because it's still Mazioti. Mazioti. Okay. And is that Italian? Uh, Italian, yeah. Okay. Very cool. Most people say Mazioti, but it's Mazioti. That's with me. Most people say Mahan. I mean, just looking at it, that's the way it looks. And then it's Mahan. Yeah. We don't have it all easy like Steve with Hatch. I'm a mutt. (laughs) <laughs> so I don't even know my background. I'm a mutt. It's all right. I can take it. Wait, so were you from Utah originally? I was born in Texas, um, but I moved when I was three. Grew up most of my life here in Utah, so I'd consider myself Utah. Yeah, for sure. And have you always been interested in, like, podcasting, sound, 
and editing and all that? No, no. I'm interested in aviation. Aviation is one, but watching things grow. Like I've I've loved growth, um, and and building things. And so when I was really young, I would um, I would do woodworking, welding, um, just everything that I could build stuff. And I thought that that's what I loved. I just loved welding. I loved woodworking. I loved creating. And then it hit me probably about a year ago that I didn't love that part of it. I loved watching something go from like nothing to something, you know, that, that building. And so you, you mentioned aviation. Yeah, I got my, um, my degree in aviation management. And I went and worked as the assistant airport manager at the Heber Valley Airport here. Oh, cool. Um, just oh, nice. up the road. And it was enjoyable. A great job. But I found out that it wasn't great for me because it's that, that building, that growth. And, and I realized that I started to kind of miss that. I craved watching and building things. Um, so I found my way to working with Jimmy Rex and with this studio and it's, it's a business that I've kind of given. Um, How did you meet him? Meet him. So, um, like I said, I was at the Heber Airport. And I, like, again, like I said, I just realized that my goals had changed. Um, here I was. I spent four years getting my degree. And, you know, a couple months into to my postgraduate career, realized this isn't it. And so I ended up putting in my two weeks notice. I went on a long hiking trip with a friend of mine and just the whole time was thinking about, yeah, like, do I really want to keep doing this? I mean, it's a great career. It's stable. I've got benefits. It's amazing. But is it me? And so I, at the end of that trip, I put in my two weeks notice, not sure what I was going to do. Um, so you were kind of scared, kind of scared, very it's scared. Scary thing, yeah. Um, I actually went to my parents and uh, I saw them that weekend. Right before I put in my two weeks notice, I moved into my own apartment and I had, you know, just gotten a, I had a job, so I was spending a lot more money than I should have. And so then it, I went to my parents and said, hey, what would you think if I left the airport to do something else? And I was like, I don't know how long it's going to take or um, what's going to come of it, but I've got a few plans, a few things that I think I can make work and that I want to make work. And amazingly, they just said, yeah, like if, if you feel like this is something that you want to do, go for it. And they were very supportive. Um, it was great to have supportive parents for that. But um, I ended up approaching Jimmy Rex and said, hey, I'm interested in real estate. I don't want to be a real estate agent, but I know that you do a lot with house flipping. I know that... Um, you do a lot of investing. I'm interested in that. Um, I just put in my two weeks notice. Um, at this point, I had actually finished up my two weeks, so I was um, unemployed at that point. And I said, I've got um, three months that I can give you. I want to work for you for three months doing whatever. And then at the end of those three months, either if you want me, I've got a job. And then if not, well, I've got to use my uh, remaining funds that I have saved to go out and actually find a job and we shake hands and that's that. What was his response to that? Um, his response was, yeah, I'd love to have you work for me. Cause that's kind of yeah. scary to me. Yes. Like, I think I would be scared shitless. Like I would just be kind of like, 
please let me come work for you? Like to even get the nerve to go up and ask him. Yeah, because that's the thing. I talked to him. I'd seen him at the gym maybe two or three times. And I just, you know, in passing said, hey, what's up? And so like I didn't really know him, know him. But I talked to him a little bit, and this was just a, an Instagram message that I said, hey, uh, let me come, like, work for you. Like, I, I I, told them I'm not looking for a job. I'm looking to learn. It's kind of the thing. And that was the whole thing for the three months. I wanted to, to learn and then go out and do what I wanted to do. And he said, yeah, I've got a few things working. Um, how are you with, like um, – audio and video. I, I need somebody to kind of take over my podcast production on his personal podcast, The Jimmy Rex Show. If you've listened to that, it's it's um, one of the top business podcasts in Utah right now. And so I was like, you know what? Audio interests me. I've got a background in photography. So if we do anything with videography, it kind of like there's there's some background to build on, right? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's like, well, um, me and my other partner, Brett, um, we're getting ready to open a full blown podcast studio because the, the whole reason that he opened this, he's done, you know, 350 episodes at this point. And he realized the cost that went into it, the, the technical expertise that's needed to make it sound good. Um, and when he started out, he spent a lot of money doing it and he still couldn't get it dialed in just right. And so he's like, I, I want to start this podcasting studio, and we are starting it. We need somebody who knows how to do it and to manage it and to kind of take care of that whole side of the business. And so I, I told him, yeah, 100%, like, I'm in, like, let's do it. And so I spent um, a whole bunch of time just pouring over every study material that you can think of. I mean, all of the videos on YouTube for Premiere Pro, for um, Rode. They've got a lot of videos on their Rodecaster Pro. Um, Sony's videos on video equipment and um, how the specific cameras that we use, settings on those. I went and shadowed a lot of people. I probably went and shadowed six video professionals that all do similar things. Um, and then when I felt comfortable and when they felt comfortable, we ended up opening the studio fully in... November, I think it was the week of Thanksgiving. So that that's kind of where, I guess, where I come from and my background in it. Okay, so then that was starting, like, with nothing and, and then getting... So what even made you choose, like, the Sony cameras over something else or the Sure mics? Were there reasons that you selected those? So we selected these because they're kind of the industry best um, you can always spend more money, but there's, you know, at some point it's diminishing returns. Do you want to spend $3,000 on a microphone just for a, a minor little bit versus um, these Sure microphones that are still insanely good quality? And they are the standard for quality. Um, as far as the cameras, I personally, when I do photography, I shoot on Canon. I really like how Canon looks on um, pictures. I'm familiar with all of their settings and I just love using them. But when it comes to videography, I was a little bit new in that aspect and I didn't know um, how to use my, my Canon as a video camera instead of photography. So that came from a lot of the shadowing um, that I, I went around and shadowed people. What, what would be the biggest difference? Like to the learning curve of going from just taking pictures to videoing? 
because you're still using kind of the photographic background for the backgrounds, the settings and everything. That's true. The composition of it is going to be very similar. Um, but some of the technical aspects are different. Um, lighting is going to be a little bit different. And so that's why I kind of went and shadowed people that knew more on this than I did. And everyone recommended Sony for video. Um, everyone that I talked to, they just raved on the Sony. Mm -hmm. So I did a little bit more research. And Sony's got um, SN Tone. It's a, a really great um, picture feature. And they recently came out with the Sony FX3, which is now part of their Cineline. Um, and they're, they're great cameras. I think these are the only cameras that have a built-in fan. And oh, wow. so they don't overheat, right? And that's going to be a thing if we're doing podcast after podcast after podcast every single day. You know, you have several hours that you're filming. You don't want your camera to overheat and to shut off. And so that was one huge thing about these specific cameras that I ended up choosing. I, I never would have imagined that as a feature in the camera. Yeah, and you can't even hear it. Like, I, I, they probably aren't running. Well, I don't know. We did a podcast right before, so they might be running now. But you can't ever even tell when the, the fan's running. Amazing. But who would even think of that crap? Like, I would not even think <laughs> of, like, anything like that. Wow. The, uh, so where do you see this going from here? You, how many podcasts have you guys recorded in the studio since November? That, I, I couldn't give you a number. It's... Hundreds? Probably not hundreds. Hundred, maybe. That seems more So more dozens. Um, yeah. How do people find you? Um, word of mouth is a, a big one. Um, Jimmy's got a large social following, yeah. the other partner, Brett, as well. Um, and so just social media pushing out, hey, this is what, what we're doing. And for any of your listeners that are listening right now, We'll, if you're looking to start a podcast, come in and we'll give you guys a free session um, just for being the listeners of your creativity. You. Your mom. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mom is our one listener. <laughs> She's 85. You know, she might want to do her family history. She might want to come in and talk. There you go. But I mean, well, I've seen your guys' Instagram. You've got like 2,000 followers roughly there. You've got to have more listeners. You know, are, a lot are of we bots. doing that good? Wow. A, a lot of bots. Yeah. A lot of bots. Oh, okay. No, no, we, my mom, we haven't bought my anything. Mom's, my mom's pretty good with the the, the hacking. Yeah, send her in. We'll, we'll get her podcast started and uh, get her rolling. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> are there plans for expansion, or are you just trying to kind of like get it locked in here before even thinking about that, like a Utah, lo uh, Salt Lake location and whatnot? Yeah, growth is always in the plans of – I'd hope it would always be in the plans of any business, but yeah. it's definitely in the plans of our business. Um, we obviously can't tell the future and where things will go, yeah. but um, with our, our current clientele and how things are picking up recently, um, uh, I guess we'll we'll see how things go. I mean, that there'd be a lot more costs associated with that. Right now we have three rooms at our studio, so if we get to a point that um, we're filling all three rooms consistently – or that we have clients that are constantly looking to um, to be at a closer location to them. Because right now we've got, I think, three, two to three that come down from Salt Lake and then one from Tooele. Um, and then plus there some of them have co-hosts. So that's, you know, six, seven, eight people that are driving down. 
Um, so if, if there's a larger um, demand for it, then that's something that I suppose we could always look into. What would you say the pros of coming to somebody like you as opposed to doing it on your, your own? Um, well, first of all, you don't have to do anything. Like you just show up and you talk into the microphone. You don't have to, to know any of the technical aspects. That's a lot of the things that turn yeah. off um, new podcasters, right? They, right. Yeah, I, I didn't know anything at the beginning. Yeah, and it's, it's intimidating to get into it. It very much is. And so, I mean, that I would say is the biggest thing is you have to do literally nothing except schedule a time and show up. We've got all the equipment, all of the rooms, all of the um, audio, video, everything. I mean, we've got notepads to write down any notes that you want in, water bottles. Like you just show up, talk and leave. And that's it. We feels do, like being a guest because yeah. it felt so weird not bringing any equipment to a remote podcast <laughs> and what what's your turnaround on that so if you, we record this right now how long does it take to get it edited and put back up that depends heavily on um on how the, shitty of a host i am so no, how much no, no, editing no, no, no. i'm oh, gonna need <laughs> oh yeah sorry you're gonna have to tell your parents that steve's <laughs> That's I just fine <laughs> give them a heads up it's your podcast right yeah my mom, my, I mean, my mom's hearing it's not as good as it used to be. So I'm just <laughs> no, turnaround, it, it depends heavily on um, how booked out the studio is. I, I obviously record if I'm not in the studio, I'm out in the front room um, doing the editing on the recordings. Um, so depending on how, I guess, backlogged we are with editing that needs to be done, um, it's going to be more or less, obviously. With um, one that we did today, I'm probably going to get it back to her sometime midday tomorrow, which is a lot quicker than I expected because tomorrow morning we don't have as many. So tomorrow morning I'm going to be using that time to edit her podcast, get it back to her. Um, but what I try to tell people and what I'm really trying to get people on a schedule and, and fixed doing is one week from when you want it posted. And I say that because that allows, you know, plenty of time for if something happens, if somebody books last minute at a time that um, we weren't expecting anyone to be here and I was supposed to be editing. Um, it just makes sure that we can get theirs recorded, edited, and posted and still allow a little bit of time um, for, I guess, anything that might come up. And then, so I know that you have had all different ranges of podcast, like different extremes. So maybe a couple different things. Um, what's the craziest podcast that you've you've had in here that you've hosted? Like the most bizarre or the most bizarre topic? And then also, do you think that there's a pattern that would go into a successful podcast? Like what would that pattern be or that model? What do you think makes a successful podcast? The I'm gonna go on your second question first, just because sure. that's the first one that comes to my mind. The thing that's gonna make, in my mind, make a successful podcast is consistency. There's so many people that they start their podcast and then they um, post once, twice, five times and then it's done and then they think back to it and they go, oh yeah, I should record an episode and then they do one a month later and you've, you've got to be consistent on your posting. 
get your listeners accustomed to, all right, I know they release every week or every other week or they release on Tuesdays, whatever it is, find what works for you and keep it consistent. Um, and the other thing I would say is a, a big part of it is the audio of it. I mean, that's what a podcast is, is you've got audio. Now, now times you've got it, um, you've got video, you know, YouTube, and we do the video as well. Um, but for a podcast, most of the listeners are going to be listening on platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, I guess. Um, you've got to have that audio really dialed in. Nobody wants to listen to somebody's voice if it's got a whole bunch of background noise. And I'd say those two are the most important, the good sounding audio and consistency with what you're doing. Um, and then your other question was... Most bizarre most guests bizarre are the craziest that you've had. <laughs> oh, that... Hey, I've been a fan of all of the podcasts that have come through here. Suck up. Oh. <laughs> but no, like, they're... Everybody that's come through have all been like really grounded people who just, they, they know what they want to do and they just go through and put their heart into it. We do a lot of, um, I guess, business style podcasts. There's um, a few that we are doing for some of the um, Utah football players, Utah basketball players, BYU football players. And it's, it's good for them because now, as of recently, um, collegiate athletes can start getting um, paid and sponsorships for that. And so it's a way for them to reach out to their audiences um, and get sponsorships that way. And so those are kind of the more unique ones just because now it's kind of new that. Um, but you're partial and you, you give discounts for the U of U players because you like them a little more than the BYU players. <laughs> I'm just you know? asking. I mean, I'm just wondering. But and <laughs> I would say this is more red than it is blue. Yeah, this, this room. So do you yeah, have this a room, blue room as well? Nothing. The room just to the side of us is kind of like a an off blue green kind of. So it's not BYU. So blue. UV. So it's it might be Utah Valley also. Yeah, we could we could go in between there. It's it's a mix between Utah and BYU. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> So are you a uh, Utah fan? Well, I mean, I'm I like both, but I, I I my shop is probably frequented by more U of U people than it is by BYU. Which makes sense, being you know in Salt right, Lake, right? In Salt Lake and the Avs, yeah. But, however, we do get the BYU people that will come up. Okay. So I mean, I'm not gonna like totally like just, but I want them to be nice to the U of U students. So, I, so I'm just <laughs> just kind of trying to be a little protective. There you go. But that's all. That's it. Um, you've got different subscription pl uh, packages for people who are you know doing it regularly, like they're supposed to. Uh, tell us about those packages and what's included. Absolutely. So. Yeah, everything is set up on a subscription plan. Um, and so you're going to pay monthly for the services. And right now we have four plans, one hour a month, two hours a month, four hours a month, and eight hours a month. And, I mean, eight hours a month is... That's a lot. That's a lot. That's if you're doing, you know, two one-hour episodes each week. That That's a lot of time. Um, and then on the, the other extreme, one hour a month, that, that's not a whole lot. That one was more um, 
put into place for people who do like, you know, 15 minute episodes, just the shorter ones that um, people don't have a whole lot of time to listen to, or they don't have a whole lot of time to put into it. So if they were to do that, they could do four 15 minute episodes a month at that price. And so the prices for those, if it's one hour a month, it'll be $150. If it's two hours a month, it's $270. Um, four hours a month is 500 and eight hours a month is 800 If anybody does go over the eight hour a month plan, then we just bill hourly at $75 an hour. So as you use the studio and our services more, the price goes down per hour. And I guess to just kind of clarify that, that is your podcast time. Because we produce your podcast, we want to make sure that you get your actual podcast time for what you pay. So if you come in and you record after I go and edit it and post it, it's 45 minutes. Well, you've got 45 minutes that you've used, not an hour, or you've used 30 minutes instead of one hour, whatever it is. Um, you pay for your podcast production. Have you found a sweet spot? for what the length of a podcast should go. I joke with Dylan. I kind of have ADD. So uh, at the hour mark, I'm kind of glossing over. And so, like, I'm tuned out. It doesn't matter, the guests. But have you found, like, sweet spots of what a podcast should go? Um, you're going to cater to your audience, obviously. If your audience loves – I mean, like Joe Rogan, one of the most popular podcasts, if not the most popular podcast out there. Um, and his episodes are like, what, three and four hours sometimes? Like, they're insane. But he still rakes in millions of listens. Um, and so you're, you're going to have to cater to your audience and what they want. Me personally, I, I'm with you, Steve. I like the 45-minute the mark is like my ideal. If it's 40 to 50, that's perfect. Once it gets to, you know, one hour and above, it just feels like it's just dragging on more and more. But then again, if the if the content is good and people are are um, continuing to be engaging and entertaining, and they're they're bringing points that I want to listen to, then I guess why not? What podcast do you listen to? Or which ones do you find that you do? Your creativity. Your I mean, creativity. besides the your creativity <laughs> one, we know that that's your top pick because we have thousands of subscribers. Again, my mom's good with the bots. So, like, um, but who do you listen to? Or so, I mean, I guess, first of all, I listen to everybody that comes through here. Listen to their podcasts, obviously, as I go through and edit them and then um, post them and make sure that everything went through and sounded properly. But just, I guess, on my personal time. I've listened to less podcasts now than I used to just because I'm putting so much of my, my time going through and editing and listening You're to like them enough. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, that's, I'm, I'm tapping out at that point. Right. If I've had a long day, but, um, the ones that I typically listen to in the past and still on occasion, will you know, if it's before bed or something, I'll, I'll toss on, they were either kind of like a, a business mindset style podcast. Or I've, I've liked um, some that were produced by, like, uh, I don't know if it's NPR that produces some of them, but there's some, like, 99% um, Invisible that was pretty good. Like, it just teaches you stuff, like learning things. Um, ridiculous History I'd like to listen to because it just goes over, like, parts of history that you never even knew were a part of history. And I, lo I, I love that. I like history. Um, 
yeah, those are kind of like the the real base ones that I like. Just things that I'm going to learn from, whether it's personal learning or if it's just kind of like a fun thing. Um, there's one called Stuff You Should Know. It's a pretty popular one. And I remember I was out just for a walk maybe a week or two ago, and I turned on that one. And it was just an episode on ants. Just That's interesting. Was, they just went through like all of like why ants are unique and what's cool about them. And it, I don't know, just fun, interesting things like that. I just like to learn that stuff do you see the future of podcast yeah i mean we obviously we have the cameras here do you see it being a combination of the sound and the cameras as it as it progresses yeah absolutely um you you already see it changing now on social media there's so many people who are on podcasts and then they take those video clips and trim them up, add some captions to them, and post those on their Instagrams, their TikToks, all of their socials. And it's a way for them to um, get out there more, get um, get in front of people and show them who you are, kind of um, some things that you say and believe. And so I think that the, the video is a big aspect of it right now. And it's only going to keep getting bigger and bigger with time. Yeah, like my interview with the guy from Ted Lasso. I, I didn't think that video was going to get that many views. It's almost at 30,000 now. Wow. Yeah. And here it, you are saying you've got one listener. <laughs> Again, our, my mom is yeah. great with bots. Great with bots. <laughs> <laughs> she has a lot of time. A lot of spare time. Her and the nursing home people, you know, they, they can each create bots. Yeah. Um. What situations are most creative for you? You, you know, you like building and, and learning and that kind of stuff. You know, when you need to create something or, you know, build something, what kind of situations are most creative? I wouldn't say it's the the situation. I feel like I can be creative in any situation, but yeah. I have to start. Like if I'm sitting there waiting for a great idea or or something to just come to me, it's... For me, it just doesn't work that way. I've, I've got to just get in and start doing something. For example, when, going back to it, when I was younger and I was into like welding and woodworking and stuff, um, me and my friends wanted to build something. And I mean, you can't just like creatively think on the spot, right? At least I can't. And so we're like, well, let's just start building something and it will come to us in, in the midst of it. And so we ended up um, just grabbing a whole bunch of stuff at one of the secondhand thrift stores. We got some water skis, a chair, a bike. We, like, we just grabbed a bunch of stuff, started chopping it up. And what we turned it into was we attached the chair onto two water skis, chopped off one of the water skis, and attached that to the bike, and then attached the bike to the chair. So it was kind of like, imagine like a bike, but with an actual chair that you're sitting in attached to water skis, and the front handle moved the front ski that was only like, I don't know, a foot and a half long. And we're like, we don't know what this is, but it's cool. And we ended up <laughs> taking it down a bunch of, it was snowing. So we ended up taking it down a bunch of uh, snow slopes and stuff. And it worked a lot better than we thought, because when you turn the handlebars, the, the ski didn't just go left to right. It went left and then cut, or it went right and then cut. And so like actually sharp turns and stuff down. And like it was a very very creative fun thing. Oh wow! But it's it's not that I was like in the the space to find that creativity. I just started doing something, and then the act of actually doing led to being more creative. 
if that makes sense to yeah, you guys. Yeah, that's awesome. Throughout your life, who's inspired you? That's a good question. Um, my grandpa has always been a big inspiration to me. He's he's taught me um, a lot of what I know. Um, and my my parents divorced when I was three, I believe. And ever since that time, I've always lived within half an hour from my grandparents. So my grandpa kind of took on that role of a father figure in my life, and he taught me um, a lot of everything, you know, mechanics and building. And um, he was the one who I'd always go over and use his welder. And when I was in third grade, my mom met my stepfather, who he's my father to me. Um, he would also be an inspiration as well. Um, I've helped him build. Now they're building their second house. My grandparents just built their, like, sixth, I don't know. And so just learning from them um, and the the people that they are, I'd say both my father and my grandfather are huge inspirations in my life. That's awesome. Going back to what are some of the biggest mistakes or the lessons that you've learned in both life and podcasting? What are the biggest mistakes people can make or that you've seen? In life and podcasting? Sure. <laughs> I mean, just what you've experienced or you, lessons that you've learned from that. Like you talked about um, making that ski. Um, you probably made many mistakes to get to that point. To, what did it teach you? To just keep going. I mean, is it really a mistake? I mean, sure, it may not have turned out the way that you wanted it to, but it, it's still something, right? It still has some sort of a use, um, even if that use was just to teach you how to improve next time. Um, so I'd say that just, you know, stick with it. The the determination, and it goes back to the consistency with podcasting, right? Stick with it. Because are you doing this for other people and what they think and what they hear? Or are you doing it for you? Like, did you guys start this podcast for other people or did you yeah, start it for you? Why are we doing this? For, for me. We're doing it for Dylan. <laughs> we're, we're doing, we're, You're just long for the ride. It's all for me. I just I just want to meet cool people all the time. So you, that's it. Yeah. But I love how you said that about mistakes because I agree. I I mean, I I don't see them as flaws. I see them more as like opportunities and just lessons that you learn. So I I loved that you said that. That's great. Yeah, and I, I mean. It, Sometimes it is hard to think that way because, I mean, something bad, terrible happens, whatever it is that you were at fault for. And you're thinking, y'all, like, I just wish I would have done it this different way. And you kind of regret stuff, right? But, I mean, that's just kind of life. You just have to, to stick with it and go with it. Um, and, yeah, that, to, to me, that, that mindset makes more sense. Even on the days that it is hard to think that way, it just makes so much more sense than to live your life thinking that there are all of these big mistakes. It's just life. You just got to keep going through it, right? Totally agree. Everything happens for a reason. For sure. Yeah, that got deep there. I think we should, should we do bonus questions? Yeah. Bonus questions. That sounds fun. What does your creativity mean to you? Or what, what, does does, what does creativity mean to you? What does creativity mean to me? 
doing what I want to do. Like, I, I feel like it can't be creative if it's forced. It has to be something that I want to do, right? Yeah. So um, if, if I told you guys to go out and to, to weld and to make this bike, um, it, it's not going to be <laughs> as oh, creative It's going to be right? a disaster. I <laughs> yeah. bet it just, like, burn stuff. Like, so, yeah. Yeah, so to me, creativity is just me doing what I want to do. I think that's the best way I could summarize it. I, I'm a similar way. I can't be doing the same stuff all the time. It's just, it just eats away at my soul. So I'm, I'm glad I have creative outlets like this. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the, the perks of working here at the studio is that, yeah, I'm doing the same thing with editing, but it's different every time. I'm hearing all of the different stories, all of the different podcasts. And so it's not... Uh, Meeting different people all the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. All the people coming in and out. I mean, uh, Britt, when she was walking out, you guys were able to talk and introduce yourselves. And I mean, it's, it's like that every day. So that's, that's nice. That's cool. The next bonus question is, who's your favorite Muppet and why? Ooh, all right. So I'm, I haven't been huge into like movies or videos or stuff. I'm, so for reference, I am 25 years old, just turned 25. And my generation is like big into Harry Potter, right? That was kind of their thing. Yeah. I had not seen it until like a year or two ago, something like that. My, fr my friends were talking, they're like, oh, you haven't seen Harry Potter. You have to. Same with Star Wars. I've never watched Star Wars. Um, I've never seen a lot of the, the Disney movies, like the original Lion King and um, all the stuff that I should have watched growing up. I was outside climbing trees and building stuff, and I just didn't spend much time watching. So I've never actually really watched The Muppets. So the only two that I'm aware of are Kermit and Miss Piggy. And so out of those two, I <laughs> would say for I'm going for Kermit out of those two. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Process of uh, elimination, default, right? Yeah. Yeah. What, every once in a while we get answered like that. It's like, I didn't really watch him. I, I, I don't know. But Kermit, Kermit's a good one. And then the last one, in the, and... This will be an interesting answer, too. In the movie of your life, who would you like to play you? Because you, you're seeing oh. so few things, it's like, it'd be interesting to oh. see who you pick. <laughs> well, they'd have to pull off that mustache. So. so That's the thing, this mustache. I usually don't have a mustache. I usually have stubble about what I have right here. That's kind of my standard, typical, uh, similar to what uh, you've got going yeah, on I'm, now. I'm lazy. Yeah, I <laughs> it makes it simple to yeah. just um, put on a guard and buzz it keep it it's very simple to take care of yeah i've done a mustache that was like this two years ago and it was just kind of an experiment like you know what i'm gonna do a mustache why not so i did it <laughs> and and got it you know all, all poofed up and got it going um and then i shaved it after i think two months and i was like this like, this is too much yeah. and ended up <laughs> um calling it there but this year I don't know, something changed and back in It's COVID. December. It was in December. Yeah. In December I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do the mustache again. So I, I shaved and I've just been keep going with it. But um usually I don't have this. Like the maybe the next time you see me, it will be gone. 
Like it's just one day I'll just wake up. It's a like, playful eh, thing. Yeah. Just don't want it anymore. So yeah, I, I wouldn't say that the, uh, the mustache is a, is a requirement yeah. <laughs> yeah. for the actor, but, um, for the going back to it, the actor that would play me, I do really like Matthew McConaughey. Um, I don't think that he would be the right fit for me, but I, I love him as an actor. I read his book recently, green lights, an amazing book goes through his life. Um, Someone that I feel would fit my style and could um, could do it well would either be Matt Damon or Chris Pratt. I don't know, kind of between those two. If we're going for big names, right? Yeah. Those two I feel like um, I'd connect most with and would bring out me best in a role. So I, I'd go with those two, either Matt Damon or Chris Pratt. I, I could see the Matt Damon more because he can be a little more reserved in his characters. That's true. Than, than Chris Pratt. Do you regret leaving the airport job? No. No, I don't. And and I left on great terms. I made sure everything was going well and that um, they were in a place that I could do that. Um, but no. No, I don't, I don't regret that at all. I don't regret joining them either. I was actually there part-time throughout school for a year and then like six months-ish after graduation. Um, and I loved every minute of it. But one day I just woke up and just realized that it's not it. Like there, there's more to my life than what I could do there. I felt like I'd achieved my purpose at the airport. Um, I'd put in what I could put in there and that um, there was more elsewhere. So no, I, I don't regret starting. I don't regret staying for the time I did. I don't regret leaving. I regret the more things that I regret in life are things that I haven't done. Um, and so if I hadn't left the airport and we were still somehow sitting down talking about this, that might be a, a, a different conversation. I, I may have regretted that. And I've noticed that in my life that I hardly regret the things that I do, but I regret the things that I haven't done a lot more. Where do you see the rookery in 10 years? Ooh, in 10 years. Five years, 10 years. Um, I'd love it to be a national thing in bigger cities. Um, you know, we could have one here and then in Salt Lake and um, Denver and just kind of expanding around because nobody is really offering this. We are the only people, the only studio in Utah that does everything, right? There's studios that you can go bring your own equipment and record. There's studios that you can rent their equipment and record in their rooms or other rooms. Um, but nobody takes you from start to finish of your podcast. Nobody out there, specifically in Utah, um, can you walk in and say, I want to start a podcast and that day we'll get you going. And so I, I would love to have it be a national thing in larger cities that we could expand to. Um, and I would also love to eventually start including more, um, more services that would correspond differently with different prices that would like, um, we connect you to sponsorships. We can connect you to guests. If Steve and Dylan, if you come to me and say, Hey, I'm, I'm having a hard time. I want a guest on my podcast that has something to do with this or is in this realm or just somebody way out there and wild. Like I, I need one of these guests, then we can connect you that way. So um, that's really where I'd love to see the rookery going is multiple locations and services on top of what we already include. And, and maybe just to end it, how can people find you? So people can find us um, 
online and on our Instagram. It's rookerystudio.com for the website. Studios, it goes to a weird blog thing. <laughs> yeah, yep, they, they had that domain. That's why it was. Um, and then our Instagram is Rookery Studios. It's easy to tell which one we are. It's the logo with a penguin. And you can, uh, you can send us a message directly on Instagram, and we'll get back to you, and we'll, we'll get you guys in here for a free episode or um, just help you out with your podcast any way that we can. And, and we met you through the Utah Podcast Coalition. You were at the one we went to um, last week. And so I urge people to go check that out too, the monthly meetings there if you're starting or thinking about a podcast to to go there. I'd, I'd echo that too because, I mean, it was a great turnout. I think we had like 35, 36 people there. That's the fullest I've seen it. Yeah, I, I was talking to Steph afterwards and she said, yeah, this was our, our best turnout and we're only going more from here. And that's the thing. Podcast is getting so big right now. Like everybody has to have a podcast, right? And I, I think everybody should have a podcast. Um, I need to start my own personal podcast, but I mean, spending so much time here, it's... Uh, it's hard for me to to justify that at this so point. So many questions with that because oh. now I'm like, what would you start? What oh, is your podcast? I already know what my podcast would be. So it would be. Wait, no. Okay, don't tell them. We'll we'll talk after. Yeah, I I just think that there's so many, and everybody should have a podcast or two. We each have two. This one and our other ones. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't even know what the hell my other one is. It's your talk show, but we, we make it into audio, so it's it's a podcast, too. I have my own desk. I don't have my own desk. <laughs> <laughs> Dakota, thank you. Yeah, Dakota, thank, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciated it. It was fun to, to be on the other side of the equipment this time. <laughs>